0: Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, the Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate the kitty cat, which will be back in theaters, starting on Global Cat Day, October 16th, around the country, and will travel nationwide through 2022. Meantime, thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of earlier festivals for free on Tubi TV. I am delighted to be talking to Andrew Graham. He's a filmmaker who had his own film production company that did a very good deed, and it wound up being a very good deed to a kitty that a gal was doing a very good deed for. And we'll talk about the specifics of that. But it's a really uplifting and very educational film. It's called Winston the Kitty Who Couldn't Pee. Andrew, welcome to the show, and thank you for making this wonderful, inspirational film that's in the Cat Film Festival this year.
1: Hi, thank you. It's great to be talking to you.
0: I love how it all came about. It's a quite unusual story. You had your own production company, And you donated a video to a local rescue to auction off. Tell me where that idea came to you. It's a wonderful idea to, to, you know, goods and services. You were donating services. And that's as a raffle. It's it's a brilliant idea. How how were you involved with the local rescue?
1: Uh, Well, so the local rescue, it's called secondhand hounds, uh, but they also deal with felines as well um and my sister actually had fostered some cats from them so i knew about the organization and uh, i actually wound up with one of the cats that she had no
0: kidding i'll be darned
1: so yeah um so i knew about them and they're actually growing quite a bit um nowadays and you know as part of my when i had the company i just you know i wanted to give back i wanted to help somehow and since uh you know i didn't have as you know the goods to donate yes, i yes. decided to donate a service so i contacted them you know to see if there's anything i could do for them and they said well we have this auction coming up and if you want to donate something to that and i said oh you know yeah so i donated a video package
0: such, uh, a, great whoever,
1: such yeah, a great idea such a great idea yeah
0: and the woman oh. the young lady who won the auction obviously gave money for it, she wanted you to make a video about her cat, Winston, a very special needs cat. And she, she wanted to send out the message that medical issues does not have to be a death sentence for a cat. And this is a pretty serious medical issue. I mean, the cat couldn't pee. It was born with a deformity. Were you surprised that that's how she wanted the video to be used? I mean, you could have auctioned it off and somebody could have said, you know, video my sweet 16 party, right? I mean, it didn't have to be a good deed about an animal.
1: Right. And uh, another interesting thing is that I actually knew about this cat before she won the auction. Um, uh, My mom and sister um, had actually gone to his first birthday party. No Uh, kidding. So he had... uh, he had a presence on Facebook and he had a lot of followers and um so yeah, I would actually heard of him before. So when she contacted me I was like, Well, this is very serendipitous. Like I had wanted to meet the cat and learn more about him anyway. <laughs> That's I, so just, great. You know, I didn't know a lot, but I knew a little bit. So yeah, when she and I thought that was great and how terrific um, I was
0: I mean that's yeah. that's a, that's one of those situations where a handicapped, physically challenged pet, rather than becoming a Facebook star just to have followers, just so their owner can I don't know maybe make some money, you know, with people looking at them. This cat was an advocate for for other people and and animals who have serious medical problems, and can learn to live with them really happily. It was it's quite extraordinary what she was willing to do on his behalf. And you film it really well, and, and she's the one talking to the camera a lot, although we see Winston a lot. She talked veterinarians, convinced them, encouraged them, and they were 100% on board with putting in tubing from his bladder that then exited his body in a way that she had to keep it clean, and then she had to empty the bladder through a tube, and she retrofitted some dog pajamas to be cat pajamas so that he wouldn't lick and irritate the area that the, that the tube came out. And you showed him having such, regardless of this, having such a joyful life. And I do think it's an inspiration because a lot of people want to do that extra good deed. They want to adopt or foster an animal, but they'd actually like to take one with a handicap, but they might be scared. I mean, this was quite a big job she took on didn't you think
1: oh absolutely yeah and you know she had some hesitations actually of showing everything about him like showing him his urine being drained and kind of getting very up close and personal and she kind of you know hesitated on that she didn't want to you know exploit him too much and um but at the end of the day she was very happy with the video and uh, I think it. I thought it was important to kind of show everything. I know. agree.
0: I agree that we don't just sort of gloss over the part. You go, oh, that's not so bad. You open a little spigot and the pee comes out, and then you close it, and then you wipe him off with a wipey, and you wear gloves yourself, and you do that a couple of times a day. And as they say, Bob's your uncle. And this cat has had such spark and verve and playfulness, as she says. You know, he has a. a of a zest for life that everybody responded to, was Megan sick herself at the time when she took on Winston's challenges?
1: I believe she was. Yes, uh, I mean she was had been battling cancer for a while.
0: So I have to just say I didn't know that. I went back and looked more carefully at the notes that you had written when you submitted the film. I thought, oh my goodness, this young, beautiful young lady. Has died, and I thought, was oh, this you know? I, I, you, you always think, well, suicide. You don't know what to think. The fact that she died of cancer, and during that, was doing this incredible, effortful job on behalf of an animal with a physical challenge, to me is even more touching. Then you have the next layer of goodness, which is that when Megan passed away, her family, her grandmother, took on this same huge responsibility for the cat. In honor of Megan, right?
1: Yes, exactly. And the Megan's mom also would post updates on his Facebook page and kind of continued the legacy wow. you know, after Megan was gone.
0: I wonder, you know, not to be too sentimental, I wonder if that didn't give them something positive to focus on after they lost the daughter and granddaughter, something to celebrate her goodness and her kindness on behalf of this cat.
1: Yeah, I think you know it was a little piece of Megan that was still alive, yes. and you know it was he was a part of their family. So
0: yeah, it was it was really very touching because you you think about any animal that has severe medical needs. Oh my gosh, what if something happens? If if you've taken on the responsibility, you think what happens if something happens to me? Nobody else is going to want to do this. Were you surprised that? that there was such a community of people sort of rooting for him right along and obviously rooting for her too.
1: Yeah, it was it was amazing. I mean, as she mentions um in the video, she was um just very impressed that people came together for a cat. You know, it's not as as, you know, usual for it to be a cat versus like a dog. Um, but I mean, just through a Facebook group and through, you know, like the party she threw for his birthday, I mean, people just donated money and supplies and just anything he needed. I mean, yeah, this community of cat lovers just really rallied around him and, it was just amazing to see. I mean, you know, how many people go to a cat's birthday party? Not you know? many. Not many people so. give their
0: <laughs> cat a birthday party. And I, I must say from seeing the movie, Winston is certainly the kind of cat who would actually like to have a birthday party as opposed to, please don't come in my house. Now, he has oh, since yeah, passed away, and it's a miracle that she and, and then her mom and grandma kept him alive that long. Was it complications of the, the bladder issue or do you not actually know?
1: I don't 100% know because the, um, the post I saw didn't go too much in depth, but I believe uh, it was probably a complication from Had the to be. issues.
0: Had to be, but it was really yeah. quite complex and really creative. And I think one of the things that Megan says in the movie, which is um, – and the movie, by the way, you know, those of you that are listening to the this conversation can say, oh, my God, there's a lot of sadness in this. It's not really. It's a celebration. And when people see the movie in the movie theater – It's all up. It's upbeat. It's this incredible kitty and the incredible vets and this amazing young lady who simply said he deserves a chance to live. And he wears his little pajamas. A little tube is sort of taped up on the pajamas. And then when she needs to empty it, it, she empties it in a a sterile way. And it's really quite something. And I think probably really valuable, maybe even especially for children. I hope there's a way, there's some way for you to share the film with children who themselves have physical challenges or they live in a family with family members who are ill and have equipment and have issues that need to be dealt with that are medically complex. I think there's a great lesson in it's not that big a deal. You can just do it. You just do it and you celebrate life and you just move through it. You know, I think the film just gives that that feeling. She never once obviously lets on that she herself is battling a terminal illness. I mean, that's kind of, you would never know. You think she's, you know, a, a happy-go-lucky person just living a, an everyday life and, and doing this kind of Florence Nightingale thing on the side. I wonder if it helped her in coping with her own medical challenges. I guess they'll, they'll, there's no way to know, right? Unless she told yeah. you.
1: No, I don't believe uh, she mentioned anything about that. Um. But, so, I mean, just, I just, one thing I love about this is, and she mentions in the in the movie, is that, you know, he wouldn't have made it to his first birthday. That's right. If not for, for her and the community.
0: That's right. Um, and
1: even though, unfortunately, he didn't live a typical lifespan, he still lived, you know, many years more than he would have because he would have been put down. Oh, for you know, sure. Likely. And there's oh. many
0: people who would say, well, he'd be better off dead. You know, I mean, that could be a typical reaction. Well, he's just going to suffer if he has to have a surgery and he has to have some vet visits and he has to have this tube that doesn't cause him pain but it's certainly an annoyance and the person fussing with it. But I think with people or with animals, but with people we have no choice. We have to take care of ourselves and each other when we're sick and with animals we can play god and say, "Oh, it's not this the animal won't like doing this. The animal will be more happy to go over the rainbow bridge and, you know, be in kitty heaven. But I think it depends on the personality of the cat. There's some cats for whom all that handling and all of that intervention would be stressful and they'd be unhappy and thinking, Let me out of here. Whereas Winston in the movie's like, And now what do you want to do next? Let's let's have some fun, you know? I mean it's it's so charming. I wonder whether it's a secondhand hounds, which as you said, also does felines. I wonder whether it's because of his notoriety and, and now the film that's going to travel the country, and we hope lots of people come to the Cat Film Festival and see it, whether it encourages more people to step up for the animals that have a physical disability, whether it's a hind end that doesn't work or a bladder that doesn't work, or sometimes a stomach that doesn't work. it's. I think there's a lot of uplift in it for people. I mean, in a selfish way, it can be really uplifting for people as well as saving the life of the pet if if the pet is willing to go along with what you want to do to them, right?
1: Right. And he just had such a zest for life. I mean, you could tell. I mean, he when I was filming him and taking pictures of him I and mean, he was playing, he was jumping, he was, you know, he was curious. I mean, he was just such an amazing cat. And
0: um he certainly looked like he squeezed more out of life than your average cat. You know, he didn't he wasn't yeah. waiting around to have fun. He was just bringing the fun. He was that kind of a guy and she must have she must have felt that in him. And and your mother and sister must have been aware of it too because they were part of his extended family or weren't they I mean all the people that went to his party or 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 helped support what she was doing with him I mean that's all that's all a big family in a sense
1: Yeah absolutely I mean you know everyone chipped in whatever they could and you know showed up and you know through Facebook and in person I mean it was it was just amazing to see
0: Very touching about her support. mom I must say you know your your daughter has cancer that she's battling, but at some point it became clear that she wasn't going to win that war, and for her mom to take on the responsibility of this cat, which was no small responsibility. I mean, it was a full-time—you you couldn't go away overnight anywhere. You, you probably could only be out of the house so many hours a day. And to do that is—obviously, is Megan came from a family that believed in, in giving and doing— it, it she, you know the the apple didn't fall far from the tree is what my guess is the fosters that your sister had are are they both failed fosters she fostered cats one at a time and you wound up with one of them or how does i mean i just think people who foster cats or are, are the cats meow if you don't mind me saying i just think it's so generous <laughs> because it. well it's great you know it allows those cats to get out of the institutional environment into a home setting, get more information about them that can be given to the future adopter. And it's a very selfless act to foster a pet. You put a lot into it, and you don't have the pet at the end of the day. At some point, you hope that pet gets a permanent home. But in the case of yeah, your I... sister's foster, the kitty has the home with you. Who, who is your cat now, Andrew?
1: Well, so what happened was she already had two cats, and so when she was fostering them, some got along, and these two, in particular, her cats were not very nice to, actually. Understandably.
0: Understandably. Yeah, cats don't so, really want more more cats in their house.
1: Yeah. So she ended up, my mom actually ended up adopting both of them from her, and they lived with her for a while. And then through circumstances, they wound up with me. Living How with funny. Me. Oh, um, my goodness. And, yeah, and unfortunately, we had to to put one of them down last year. Um, I'm sorry. but we Yeah, that was tough, but we still have our Moon Pie is his name. He's an all-white cat. <laughs> um, he's deaf, um, Could, but you, it has a couple of medical problems, but we love him. You well, know, there you go. I mean, him, you so. don't
0: really mention it at first, and then it comes out, oh, right, a deaf cat, because albino cats, any albino of any creature can have a lot of deficits because albino is – except for some very rare kinds of creatures, it's not a natural color. And there you are dealing with these medical things and acting just like Megan did with Winston. It's like no big deal. We can do this. It's not a problem. We love the cat. I think it's I think that, that your movie Winston the Kitty Who Couldn't Pee and your your whole the whole gestalt behind it is really important one to realize that You don't have to be 100% perfect or intact to give love and be loved and to give a great sense of satisfaction as a pet, right?
1: Oh, I totally agree. I mean, in fact, I think some of these, you know, cats that have some of these issues, you know, can be more interesting even. I mean, they just, you know, just through whatever it is, they, they just have a kind of a different way of living. And I love it. You know, I, my sister has uh, two one-eyed cats. Oh my goodness. Your
0: family, you people, you people are too good. That's great. They do. I think they bring, I think they bring an extra level of, of who knows what moxie to the table, these kitties that have to overcome deficits of any kind. Andrew, we've run out of time, but I'm so looking forward to having everyone see Winston the Kitty Who Couldn't Pee in the film festival. Thank you for making it. I hope you make some more animal films and submit them to the Dog and Cat Film Festival for next year. You do a great job and you put a lot of heart into it. Thank you.
1: All right, great. Well, thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for Cats Everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. I recommend that wet food should always be your cat's primary diet, but Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food, even as part of your kitty's diet.